Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 75. Whoa. 75 episodes. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. I'm so happy to have you. If it is your first episode, welcome. And if you have been listening, thank you so much for coming on back. And as always, I just have to start by saying thank you so much to everybody for all the love and support you give the show, for all your sweet messages and reviews, especially those on Apple Podcast. Those really help other people to find the show. But I just love hearing from you guys. That really is my favorite part about doing this. Just earlier this morning, I was answering a few emails and just that connection, honestly, with people all over the world is my absolute favorite part about doing this. And I'm so appreciative. I really do appreciate every single one of you listening. So thank you. And today is just me. I got a solo episode coming at you. Every, every now and then I just like get this itch that I need to scratch to kind of just kind of share where we're at right now. And I do that because honestly, it's like cathartic for me, but also because I know how much I enjoy hearing other people's stories, especially when they are told in real time. I feel like this is something my sister and I were just talking about. A lot of times when, when you like read a, a blog post or even they listen to a podcast, people will talk about things that have happened in the past, but I think it is really valuable to hear about the journey, like I said, in in real time, kind of as we go. So I do have some kind of updates and sort of new developments to share today, which I will get to. But like I said, it is just, it's really fun for me to kind of get out here and just sort of chat with you guys. I love hearing all your feedback too. So I have a few things I want to chat about. And to start with, I was going to talk about some kind of just progress update on Logan's speech device is AAC. And truly we are so, so happy with how everything has been going. This has definitely been a long process. If you've been listening since the beginning, it was when Logan's school year started, we started with the speech device, which At first, like the first month or two of school, it was just at school. He was kind of getting trained on it. I was coming in for trainings. It's a slow process, which, as I said, I wanted to kind of keep you guys updated as we go with this. I continue to get a lot of questions about his device, and I continue to have questions myself. We are definitely not experts in this area. But as time has gone on, he has really advanced from using his device in a similar way that he used his pecs, meaning like he was really just using it to, 
you know, request things like if he wanted a drink of water or a snack or sometimes like a specific item, he would use it. And I mean, that was great because it was able to, he was able to really transition out of using his packs at first at school and then at home, everything just kind of transitioned really nicely to using the device. And for a while, it seemed like we were sort of just in, in that mode of like using it for requesting. But then as time has gone on, he has really showed us that he is able to just kind of navigate it in a new way and really have a deeper level of communication, which is such a gift. I can't even explain how, how excited we are to, to be seeing these, this progress in him. Um, and it kind of started with people, like people in his life that he started to ask about. He has, there's pictures of all of us, like everyone in our family on his device. So it started with just like me and Manny, like when, when Manny was, you know, he would like leave for work. Logan would go over to the device and be like, daddy, daddy, like, where's daddy? And I'd be like, oh, you know, he left for work, buddy. And then there was one day at school where he had said, want mom, like during the school day, which was so sweet because he loves school and I know he's having fun. So for him to, you know, be thinking about me definitely meant a lot. Um, and then he was even asking about, about my mom who, we call Mina. So <laughs> when he hits her picture on there, he does Mina, Mina. And that was really sweet because some in the past, Logan has had a difficult time sometimes when my mom comes over, because usually that means that me or Manny are leaving. So he doesn't, he doesn't always do the best with her. He can get a little emotional. He can get a little upset. And of course that makes her really, really sad. But then after winter break, all of a sudden it was like, nonstop. He kept asking about Mina. And at first I wasn't sure if he was asking about her because he was like concerned that she was going to come over. We obviously over at Christmas break, we had kind of a different schedule than usual and, you know, family stuff. We, we had been seeing her a lot. So yeah, we, we weren't sure. We're like, okay, is he asking about her because he misses her and he wants to see her or because he's, you know, concerned that she might be coming over and he doesn't want us to leave. And the next time that he had seen her was a Thursday when she does babysit. And he's totally used to that. Like he definitely knows like how the days go and his just sort of routine for the week. So on Thursdays, I have, I'm already gone for work by the time he gets home. So she gets him off the bus. And she said that as soon as he saw him on that day, he just got like the biggest smile on his face and he was so happy. And then they came in and he was still just hitting the button for Mina, Mina. So that was so sweet. That obviously made her so happy. But yeah, it just showed us like he's he's thinking about us. He's wondering about us. And I mean, maybe it sounds little, but these are things that, you know, when you're when your kid is nonverbal and you don't know what's going on a lot of the time, it's just it's so nice to like have that little peek in his brain, you know. So another huge, huge moment that honestly, I still can't get over. I'm really blown away by it was, um, just a couple weeks ago at school. He, he went to school. He was totally fine in the morning. My signs for him, if he's not feeling well, are always that he, either if he's not eating well, or if he seems like more low energy, because Logan is like the energizer bunny. He never stops, <laughs> which we will get into that a little more later. Uh, so it's very obvious when he's not feeling well, because if there's even like a little dip in his energy, it's, you can spot it really quickly. And then, like I said, with his appetite, he, he's definitely eats a, a good amount <laughs> and you can tell when, when he's not eating and it's, it's again, it's pretty obvious. So that morning he, 
was super hungry. He ate like two or three bowls of cereal, was super happy running around, playing with his ball, put him on the bus, no problems. Uh, and it was just maybe like an hour, maybe into the school day when his teacher had messaged me. We are, we have an app, which I don't know if you guys as teachers use something like this. We are very lucky because his, his teacher uses this app. It's called Remind and it's like a godsend. So basically it's almost just like a texting app that her and I can use throughout the day. And some days I don't hear from her at all. Some days I talk to her a lot. <laughs> some days she sends me like cute pictures of what they're up to. Um, it's great. And he, I always get a note home at the end of the day too. It's a, it's a very thorough note and it kind of goes over everything. So if I don't hear from her on the app, I at least definitely have that. So all this to say, his teacher is amazing and we are in communication all the time, <laughs> which is wonderful. Um, if you're teachers don't use that app, maybe suggest it because it honestly is, it's so helpful. So his teacher had messaged me on that app that morning and she was just like, he seems kind of off. He seems kind of lethargic. And at first I thought maybe he was having some anxiety because we obviously have talked to this before. We've definitely been seeing more anxiety from him lately. And there was one time at school a little more recently, it was a couple months ago when he definitely had some anxiety at school. It was kind of the first time it ever happened there. But his teacher was had never seen it before, so she wasn't necessarily sure, you know, what it looked like. So at first I thought maybe it was some anxiety, but then she's like, no, he's not really upset. He's just, like, a little bit withdrawn. So we weren't really, really sure. She's like, he doesn't feel warm. He, you know, he seems okay. He didn't want to eat a snack, but she was like, I'm just going to kind of keep an eye on him. And I'm like, all right, well, keep me posted because, you know, if it gets worse, obviously I'll come get him. So it wasn't too long after that, that she sent me another message and she said that Logan had seemed really gassy. He was tooting and he had used his device to say, I sick. So we figured out that his tummy was hurting. He needed to go to the bathroom. That's why he was gassy. So he, they took him to the bathroom and this was another huge win. He actually was able to go number two on the potty at school, which is huge because he, he's, never done it at school. He's had, I think like one accident, one number two accident in the whole time he's been in school, but he's never used the potty to go number two. So that was a huge win in itself. But the fact that he was able to tell us how he was feeling, you know, he said, I sick. That was just such an amazing moment. Honestly, I still can't get over it because I mean, he's never been able to tell us before, like how, he feels how he, if, if he's feeling something. And I mean, I can't even tell you just what, what a gift that was to hear that from him and what a breakthrough, honestly, because it's, it's more than just that moment. It's not just him saying, I sick. It's the fact that he understands that this device is here to, to help him. It's here to help us so that we, we know what's going on. And that in that moment, he, he knew like, okay, I can, I can tell them this and they'll know what I mean. It's amazing. It's honestly like, like I said, my mind is still blown by it because it's, it's, it's to be at this point now just feels, it feels really good. And it's just that, that sign that I kind of needed to show me like, okay, we're getting there. And like I said, it's bigger than just that moment because now it's like, we can really just continue to like build on that communication. So it feels amazing. We are so proud of him. We were always proud of him, but that was just like such an incredible moment. Um, other than that, we do have some other kind of little like goals and things that we're working on with him. I mean, we, we always have goals. Um, but one of the things we've been doing recently in ABA, so in his sessions at home, 
is working more on like functional kind of life skills and sort of trying to like instill that independence in Logan. Obviously, potty training was kind of the first you know, piece to that to get him to be able to use the potty independently. And if you've been listening, you know, we've had some hiccups along the way. We've definitely had a couple bumps in the road. Um, I think we are mostly past that potty regression that we were seeing at the beginning of the school year. We, we still occasionally have, have an accident here and there, but it is, it's much, much better than it was. We saw a little kind of uptick in the accidents over winter break too. I think any kind of like disturbance to his routine sometimes comes with a little bit of a regression, but it seems like we are able to sort of like get over that hump a little bit quicker. And I mean, that is something I continue to learn over and over again is just like, no matter what the circumstance are, just like keep moving forward and and keep your mindset in that in in the in the positive way because there was definitely a time with that regression where I was like oh my god is this ever going to end and then I honestly had to kind of get to the place where I was like okay with that because I'm like I can't I can't force this like he has to get there himself all I can do is continue to you know reinforce the positive behavior continue to show him like this is what we can do we we kept him in underwear through that entire thing. We never put him in a pull-up. I I mean, I don't know if that's something that other people do. I don't know. It definitely crossed my mind. But I knew that if we did that, we were we were kind of setting him back. So, yeah, ever since he was potty trained last March, he has always been in underwear. We have definitely gone through many days where we had many, many pairs of underwear to wash. Um, but it's worth it because, like I said, when you do kind of get over that hump, it's like now we're we're sort of back on track and I'm sure there will be something to throw us off track again. But as long as we all keep in that mindset of like, okay, we're just moving forward, we will get through it. So the potty training has been, honestly, we're, we're in a good spot right now with it. But like I said, we're kind of trying to build on that then and show him more things that he can do independently, you know, kind of for himself at home. We're starting small. We have been working on his kind of dinner time routine, which dinner time for us has always been or like a eat on the go kind of situation. What I mean by that is we, you know, sit sit Logan at the table, give him, you know, his plate, and oftentimes he's like eating a bite, running a lap around the house. Eating a bite, running a lap. This has actually been going on since he was a baby. I remember telling a friend of mine when he was probably like a year old, I'm like, he never wants to sit down to eat. He always wants to like eat on the go. And it's so funny looking back now because I did not realize that this was going to be like a part of our lives for a long time. But it's something that we've we've worked on and we've it's one of those like, you know, one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. So we decided to really like work that into his ABA sessions. And Logan's schedule with ABA at this point is pretty much the same as it's been the whole time, which is that he gets off the bus, he gets home around like 2.30 and then he starts ABA at 3 o'clock and he goes until 6 and some of that is like table work where they work on, you know, like reading and writing and comprehension and things like that. Liliana gets incorporated into every one of his sessions at this point. They are always like playing games or working on turn taking or she just is like a little mini therapist. So she loves to be around them. And <laughs> she always asks his therapist, she's like, can I help you set up? She just wants to like be in the mix. So it's really nice. Cause she, she gets incorporated and she really enjoys it. And it's obviously it's good for Logan too. 
So, yeah, they, they kind of have, like, their table time. They work with Liana. And then now what we're doing is sort of, like, at the end of session is when we'll do dinner. Usually it would be when, when he was done. We would all kind of we'd sit down and have dinner. But now we're just starting a little bit earlier, around, like, 5.30. And he's able to use his device to show us, you know, what he wants to eat. That's the other thing is ABA has been amazing with also working on the device with him because they've completely transitioned over to using it all through his session. So his therapists are getting better and better at using it themselves. And then that obviously translates to Logan too. So he's able to, you know, tell us what he wants to eat and he sits down and we're working on him, you know, like getting his plate himself, obviously just sitting for the meal, working on using a fork. A lot of the foods that he eats are finger foods, but you know, obviously that's a really good kind of fine motor skills, working on using the fork himself. And he's actually just gotten so much better even in the past few weeks using, using his fork. Um, and yeah, he's, he gets a break still. We have been working in a break, uh, usually about halfway through. And that's another great thing on the device too, is that he's able to tell us now when he needs a break. So sometimes he'll actually say like, I want a break, but oftentimes he will just do play ball. Logan, loves a ball like any ball <laughs> right now his favorite is a soccer ball it's definitely like his preferred item of choice sometimes they will even like use the ball as the reward in ABA as opposed to using a lot of times we use like a fruit snack or a fruit roll-up little piece of it but he will even like just work for time with his ball so he does get breaks all throughout his session but then if he needs a break he also is able to tell us now you know play ball or I need a break which has helped a lot because you know, he's 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 very, like, go with the flow. He enjoys ABA, but, you know, there's times when he would start to get a little a little more defiant, and now it's like he can tell us when he needs that break. So, yeah, another wonderful thing about the device. And so he'll take a break usually about halfway through, and he will kind of, you know, get up and run around, get some movement in. Again, he has a lot of energy. So it's actually been going really well. And we've we've already seen a big difference in just his able his ability to sit and like I said, use the fork. It was really nice. My mom, she babysits it for us every Thursday. And there are some Thursdays when Manny has to work late. I work late every Thursday. I don't get home until like nine o'clock or later. But there's some Thursdays when Manny works late and he's not home until like seven. And oftentimes on those days, Logan, I've mentioned this before, but he is like such a daddy's boy. And he's also just, he, he likes having me and Manny at home. He definitely enjoys, like I said, he sometimes doesn't like having a babysitter because he just, he wants me and Manny to be home with him. But he's very daddy oriented right now. And as soon as it gets dark out, he's like looking out the window for Manny. So usually he's home before that. But on the nights when he has to work late, Logan actually wouldn't eat his dinner until Manny got home when he was with my mom for me he would eat still but on, on those Thursdays when Manny and I were both out of the house he he would actually wait until Manny got home and then he would sit down and like immediately want to eat everything and of course that always made my mom feel so sad she's like I just wish he would eat for me so it was just last week she was telling me she was like oh my gosh it was so nice like he came up from from his therapy session and they they sat down at the table and he was all happy and eating his chicken and she's like, I was so happy to see him eating. And so it was really nice to hear that because, I mean, that was something that I hadn't even thought about. Like, I was really happy just to not only to get him to, you know, just like sit for the meal, but I wasn't even thinking about that, that, you know, this is something that for my mom, she sees on a fairly frequent basis of him, you know, not wanting to eat. And this was like a time when he, he was perfectly happy then to sit down and have his meal because it's something that we're working on just like 
kind of normalizing and generalizing for him. So that was sort of an added bonus to me that it honestly felt, it felt really good to hear that from her. Uh, we're also working on like a morning routine, which is kind of new. We just started this. Logan is able to dress himself. He can go to the bathroom himself, brush his teeth himself, but we're trying to get him to the point where like before he would even come downstairs, he knows like these are the things that I have to do to like get my day started. So his BCBA made this really nice little chart and there's like a to-do side and then the all done side. And there's just three steps right now. It's, you know, go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, get dressed. And there's like a little picture of all those things and he can kind of move. It's It's got a Velcro tab on it so he can move that the icon from the, the to-do side to the all done side. And obviously right now it is taking some, you know, facilitating for me, some prompting to get him to do these things. But the goal is that he will be able to do these things on his own. So we're working on it. And I always am amazed the way that Logan like really rises to the challenge on these kind of things. So I'm excited to see, you know, where we get with that. Because like I said, with with the dinner time routine, it's only been it's really been probably like a month or two that we've been working on it with him and he's already made, made such progress with that. So yeah, that's some kind of like quick little sort of updates of what we have going on now. I'm going to take a quick break and then when we get back, I'm going to talk about a pretty big thing, major change that we've had happen pretty recently. So stay tuned for that. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like Something Borrowed or Something Blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, so jumping back into it. Like I said, we've had kind of a major change happen lately. It doesn't feel so major yet, but it is it is a pretty big thing. Uh, if you've been listening for a while, you may remember back in uh, November, Manny and I took Logan to be kind of reevaluated. I know that sounds sort of odd, but our our insurance, we got a new insurance and they require an updated diagnosis every three years. So Logan was due for that. And we also had some new kind of concerns. I wouldn't even say that new, but we had been for the past probably year or so really thinking that in addition to having autism that Logan had ADHD. And I say that because his energy has always been high ever since he was a baby. He has been a busy guy. And I remember even when he was very little and he did OT with early intervention, his OT, uh, his therapist saying, 
wow, he really, he has like so much energy. He just like never stops moving. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's, he's always been like that. But she remarked at the time, she was like, yeah, but she's like, it's not hyper energy. It's, it's just high energy. And I was like, okay, that's, that's good to know. And up until that point, I don't think I really paid attention so much to what that meant. I just, yeah, I just, just was like, Logan's got a lot of energy. He never stops moving. But I could see what she meant. I knew I knew where she was saying like that kind of hyper energy that I maybe would see from him at times was that was sort of like, you know, the the exception, not the rule. And then over time, I did notice that his energy, especially in those kind of like those hyper times, it seemed like it was becoming a little bit more frequent. And Logan is very stimmy. <laughs> he loves, to, like I said, he loves playing with a ball and we don't, we really don't try to limit his stimming. Um, but just his, his stimming really had an uptick. And I would say this has honestly been a, a very long time coming, but like I said, really in the past like year or so, it's been on, on my mind a lot and, and Manny too. So it was one of the things that we knew that we wanted to talk to, uh, the, the neuropsych about and see if, you know, we would get him, uh, ADHD diagnosis, which he did in fact get diagnosed with ADHD. So definitely not a surprise. And she had recommended in that session that she thought it would be helpful for him to start meds. And, I'm I'm happy to share this because I feel like, like I had said kind of at the top, I think it's, I really like hearing about things that people are doing as, as they go, like in real time. And especially like with meds or really with anything, because I think as a parent, it's really kind of hard to know when is like the right time to, to kind of try something different. Obviously we've been doing therapy for years and Logan has made a ton of progress, but we definitely had noticed that his energy was getting in the way of his focus more and more. It wasn't just that he was, you know, having a hard time sitting and he was like literally bouncing in his seat, but it was just that, that shifting focus. It was just constantly trying to get him back to, to what we were doing. And that was with like anything that was not, not just in, in therapy, but it was, you know, even when he was like playing, he, he really, he couldn't even like enjoy what he was playing. Cause he'd be like on to the next thing in two seconds. And I think part, like when I really saw this becoming a, a problem, I would say, or like a real issue was when over the summer, when I, when his anxiety started to really show up and he would have these kind of moments of anxiety or not necessarily moments. Like I usually call them episodes. Like they would last for sometimes like five, 10 minutes, but sometimes even 30 minutes, sometimes a little bit more. And even when he would come down from this anxiety, he wasn't like upset anymore. This energy that he had was like through the roof and in a, in that very like hyper way, like the, the OT had remarked, like he didn't seem hyper then he really was starting to seem hyper to the point where it was almost like he didn't know what to do with himself. Like it was like, like it was overwhelming to him. Like you could see that it was like he, his energy was just, it was like crazy. (laughs) And I saw that and it was, then I would also feed off that too. So that was definitely when I was like, okay, we may be looking at going down this route of, of trying meds. And his, his BCBA had also kind of remarked to, 
this was probably around the same time that she was like, are you guys like, are you against meds? Like, what do you think? And I've always said, I'm like, I've never been against medication. I just really didn't, I wanted it to be kind of a last resort. I wanted it to be something that we're, you know, we, we really had sort of exhausted everything else. And then it's like, if we need the meds to help kind of get us to that next level, then so be it. And we'll go for that. But I did want to wait. I wanted to wait and see if it was really the right, the right choice for him. Well, more and more, Manny and I both felt like this was going to be the right choice for him. So when we had the kind of follow up with the neuropsych and she had said, I do think that he would probably benefit from medication. We thought, okay, we guess, I guess it's time to get this moving. So when I took him to his well visit, his seven year checkup uh, in December, I had talked to his pediatrician, which we've gone through. I think we're on like our fourth or fifth pediatrician. And I feel like I finally have one that I really like. <laughs> Probably could do a whole episode just about that. Honestly, I just feel like in general, pediatricians just do not do not have like the the awareness with, with autism and just everything that comes with it and all that encompasses. And the nice thing about our pediatrician now is she doesn't really claim to be a specialist. She kind of knows like her her strengths. So she's great with Logan she's very understanding. She definitely has knowledge about autism, which is really nice. But when we first started talking about, you know, the the possibility of medication, she didn't take it lightly. She was like, you know, I really want to do some research before I prescribe something for him because she, the main concern for, for me especially was I know oftentimes with those medications, you hear about changes in appetite. And Logan is very, very skinny. He's very scrawny. And that kid cannot afford to lose a pound. So I was really concerned about that from the beginning. That was probably another reason why I had held off a little bit on starting medication. Because last year when I took him to his six-year checkup, he had only gained a pound and he had fallen off his growth curve. So that was very disheartening. The the pediatrician, we actually had a different one last year. She was not like terribly concerned with that. Logan is really tall also. So he tends to like look a little bit scrawnier than he is. Um, so she was just like, you know, let's obviously encourage him to eat as much as we can. At the time he was on a real bacon kick. So she was like, give him all the bacon he wants. Uh, he still loves bacon, but he's not quite as into it. So that was my, a big, big concern of mine was uh, just, you know, the, worried about him having like a decrease in appetite and possibly losing weight. So like I said, his pediatrician was really proactive and she's like, you know, let me do some research. Like, I don't want to prescribe something today, but she's like, I will be in touch with you and we'll kind of make like our, our best decision going forward as like what the best medication for him would be. So I'm not going to say the name of the medication. If you want to know, you can message me and I'll tell you. There are many names floating out there. I think it really depends on like what's best for your kid. I don't necessarily even know. I know about the one that he's taking now because I researched it before we put him on it. I will say it is not some one that I'd heard of before. So it's not like one of the really common ones that you hear about a lot. So we started this about a month ago and we started him on the lowest dose. It was a tiny little baby dose. And thankfully it was just like a chewable tab and he has no problem taking it. And initially we wanted to put him on the extended release dose, meaning like it's one that lasts the whole day or it's supposed to. So you would just take one in the morning, but our insurance would not approve that. They wanted to start him on what they call like the quick dose, the quick burst dose. 
So now he takes two doses a day. So he gets one in the morning and then one at school, which is kind of a pain in the butt because I have to drive to the school to give the nurse medication. I have to count out the pills with her. And right now we are just doing like, I think his prescriptions have been like a two, a two week supply because we are kind of playing around with the dosage. So not necessarily the ideal situation because his school is like 30 minutes away, but thankfully everybody is very diligent about all the things they're supposed to do with this whole situation. So I appreciate that. Um, we are still hoping to get him on the extended release, but we're just kind of trialing right now with the, the quick burst. So we have upped his dose once since we started because that first baby dose really did not do anything. <laughs> the very first day that he took it, his teacher messaged me and she was like, wow, he actually seems like so much more focused today and like even a little more calm. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like maybe this is going to be it. And then the next day she was like, yeah, he still had a really good day today. Not quite as good as yesterday. And then by the third day she was like, yeah, he was like really wired all day. <laughs> so I don't know if that first day, if it was just like a shock to the system because he'd never taken anything. So it seemed like it gave him a little boost. Um, but since then we, yeah, we really have not seen much difference of anything. It, not, I mean, obviously we we would like to have him be more focused. The good thing is though, too, we have not seen a difference in his like appetite or sleeping, which is another thing they told us to look out for is that sometimes it can cause a little bit of trouble with sleep. Um, he does take maybe a little bit longer to fall asleep. We have noticed with on the medication, but nothing that we are like surprised about or concerning at this point. And like I said, he's still eating as much as ever. So that is really exciting. That was actually the reason why she chose this medication for him. Cause I guess it is more commonly recommended for young kids on the spectrum as opposed to, or not necessarily on the spectrum, kids with ADHD, as opposed to, like I said, like some of those other names that you hear about a lot. I, I think kids definitely can take them, but they're not necessarily like meant for children. So that's why we kind of chose this one. Um, and so far, yeah, no, nothing necessarily bad, but also nothing that great. So we are, you know, taking this with a grain of salt. I actually am taking him this week for a follow-up visit. I've been in like constant communication with his pediatrician, just heard like checking in and doing like little phone consults, but I'm taking him this week for like an actual checkup, a weight check. She's going to we'll kind of talk more in depth about things. I'm assuming we will probably up the dose again. Maybe try the extended release. I'm I'm honestly not sure. The other problem with the quick burst too is that when Logan comes home from school, the the even his the dose that he takes at school has kind of worn off by then because they just the doses again they're quick burst they last a few hours. So the problem with that is that when he comes home then he still has ABA and we obviously would like him to have the benefits of the medication like through ABA to have that you know kind of focus and concentration. So we have talked about adding a third dose that kind of seems excessive to me. Um, and that's another reason why we would just kind of like to be able to just move on to the extended release because that I guess would last longer. I am very new to this world of medication. If your child takes medication, hit me up. I'd love to hear about it. If you are, you know, considering your, your child to take medication, like at some point in the future, I hope this is helpful info to you. This was all, stuff that I was wondering about. I definitely picked many people's brains when I would hear that their child was on meds, just, just to kind of know 
what was going on. The consensus that I've heard a lot is that oftentimes it is a process to to get things going. It definitely takes time to figure out, you know, the the right dose, the right medication. Just because it's on this one now doesn't mean we're going to stay on it. We're kind of in it for the long haul. My overall goal, I mean, with everything, honestly, is just to help Logan. And if we can help him so that not only did, that he has that focus, but I really do think... I just think he, I think that that state, like I said, of that like hyper energy is just not good for him. And I can see that in him. I I can, I can see that he, not, not that that's where his anxiety comes from, but it's like, I wonder if that, that hyper energy kind of leads to that anxiety. Cause it's almost like he has like that nervous energy. And then we have seen this major uptick in in the anxiety. It has been better lately. I will definitely say that. It's, I mean, it's been better in general, but I honestly, since starting his meds, he's, he's been doing really good as far as that goes. I think we've had like one anxiety attack in the past month. So that's where we are at in terms of starting the medication. So like I said, let me know if you have anything to, to add, any feedback. I'm all ears. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about, and this is maybe maybe not something <laughs> that makes sense, but it's really important to me to share this because it's sort of something I've come to like a, a realization about recently. And there's many factors that have led to that, but I feel like I have been in this place of acceptance with Logan for a while now. And honestly, I'm, I'm so happy to be in this place because I, I was just talking to a dad last week and he was saying, he's like, I, he's like, I hear the acceptance from you. And he's like, I wish I had that. And I really do think it just takes time, but I, I wish that for everybody because honestly, I feel like it's, it's when you, when you're struggling, especially like at the beginning of this journey, it's hard and it's very emotional and there's a lot, a lot wrapped up in it. But I think that as time goes on, you do kind of come to this place of acceptance and it's different for everybody and it means something different for everybody. And what I mean with that is that it's just like, I have, I have learned to appreciate our lives for what it is. I obviously have always loved Logan and I've always loved my time with him, but there was definitely this part of me that was very concerned about mostly the future, like what did the future look like? And I didn't necessarily even think about like the, you know, the distant future, but I mean, just like a few months from now or a few days from now, like it was just always a thing of like, what's, what's going to happen next. And I think that as time went on, I learned to kind of live in the moment more, accept the things that I can't change, which is most things. And just like be in this, this really like content place. And honestly, I think that's great. But what I realized recently is that that acceptance and that kind of like contentness kind of led to a bit of complacency. And what I mean by that is that I always have goals for Logan. We always have like things that we're working on. But I think as time went on, I started to maybe set those goals a little bit too small. And I started to think like, so many different things I would be like, oh, well, you know, we, we probably won't deal with that. So that's okay. We won't do that. Or like we, this probably won't happen. That's okay. We don't have to worry about that. And in some ways I think that was me like protecting my heart, like trying to, I, I didn't want to let myself go to these places of like thinking that Logan would 
you know, like have a girlfriend one day or graduate from high school, like things that I, I would tell myself, well, he probably won't do that. And I, and I do think it was like a defense mechanism because I didn't want to, you know, set myself up thinking that these things were going to happen and then have them not happen. And I don't blame anyone for doing that. I don't blame myself for doing that, but I do, I definitely was, was doing that more and more with more and more things. And I think I was telling myself that this was just acceptance, but like I said, I think in some ways it was complacency. And then recently there's been a couple of things that have just like kind of been a shock to my system in a good way that sort of like just lit a fire in my hope again. And I never lost my hope for Logan. I had hope about so many things with him, but it's like, I just, I started to set my sights a little bit too small with him. And one of those things was a, 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 a listener of the podcast sent me this, uh, or no, no, she posted this photo. And I think it was from a, just like an autism advocate group. And it was a picture of like two middle school kids and their faces were kind of like blurred out. And there was text like from the parent saying that, you know, these, these two, these two kids, they were holding hands. It was a boy and a girl. And she was like, this is my son and his girlfriend. And she was like, they both are, have autism and they are both nonverbal, but they have such a beautiful connection between the two of them. And that just made my heart soar. I'm getting a little emotional. I'm going to try not to cry. But it was like just seeing that photo and the text that went with it, I was just like, why not? Like, why why can't Logan have a girlfriend? There's no reason why he can't have a girlfriend. And it was just like such a beautiful thing for me to see that and think like, oh my gosh, like he he absolutely could have that one day. Like, why do I feel like he couldn't have that? So there was that moment that kind of shook me a little bit. And then that same, the same listener, her name is Tiffany. She's amazing. Uh, her account is Nye Functioning Autism. Definitely follow her on Instagram. She's amazing. Just look that up. Nye, like with an N. Nye Functioning Autism. She is a, a, a mom who is on the spectrum herself and then also has children on the spectrum. So she's incredible. So inspiring. She also sent me, and this was like a private message. She sent me a a blog post from this, this blogger who is like a nonverbal autistic teen. And I looked at the blog, I was kind of reading through it and I was like, wow, this is really amazing. But I wasn't grasping all of it. I, I, I assumed like he could type. I wasn't necessarily like understanding this whole process. And then I saw, I came across, there was a video on the blog And it's not a short video. It's like 25 minutes long. And I ended up posting it on my Facebook. The blog is called Jordan's Rocky Journey. And the video has the same name. So you can look that up on YouTube or you can go check it out on my, I post it on my Facebook page because Instagram is annoying, but sharing links. So the direct link is on my Facebook page. But like I said, you can just look that up. And the video is amazing. It's basically showing Jordan working with his his therapists and w- how he communicates which is using a letter board so it's literally just like a piece of laminated paper with the alphabet on it and he points to every single letter to make a word and then make a sentence and then make a paragraph and the the what he's able to communicate using this letter board is 
unbelievable. It's like next level. And he's so inspiring. His mom was saying in the video that as soon as he got this communication, which at the time when they made this video, he was 13. I think he's 16 now. And he had only been using this letter board to communicate for like less than a year when they made this video. And his mom was saying that pretty much as soon as he was able to communicate and they had access to everything that he was thinking, he wanted to start the blog. And he was ready to like share this mission of just love and acceptance and hope. And I mean, I was so moved watching, especially because a lot of his like mannerisms and vocalizations reminded me so much of Logan. I was like a bucket of tears the whole time. Um, but he just, like I said, everything he's able to convey, it was just amazing. I, there's honestly no words to describe it. Just like next level inspiration. And I was watching this video just like tears pouring out of my eyes. And again, I was having this moment of like, why, why couldn't Logan, why couldn't any of our kids who are nonverbal or verbal, why can't they reach this level? There is no reason that they can't. All they need are the tools to get there. And I'm sharing this because I don't know if somebody needs to hear it. <laughs> I know I did. I really did. I needed, I needed something to kind of like shock my system and show me that the sky is the limit for Logan, for, for your kid, for all of us. Like these kids are incredible. There was a part in the video where one of Jordan's therapists is like, you know, these kids were put here to change the world. And I have always felt that about Logan, that he, I mean, he's changed my world and everyone in his life ex amazingly. Like he, he really has, but it's like these, these kids are here to, to show people that like, there is more than what meets the eye. There is more happening than we are able to see. And honestly, it was, like I said, it was so, so moving and so inspirational. And it's just like lit this fire in my belly, kind of renewed this fire that, like I said, just the sky is the limit and our kids have endless potential. And I always have seen that in Logan, but I, I definitely, I let myself I let myself think too small. I let myself start to not even have doubt, but I just, I, I stopped dreaming so big. And honestly, that wasn't doing anybody any favors. That wasn't doing me any favors. wasn't doing Logan any favors. And I almost have this, like this excitement now for the future that I've honestly never felt before that I will say I was, I've always been very scared when I think about the future and not to say that I'm not still scared, but this this feeling that I have now is like I'm excited to see where Logan goes and I used to say that and I meant like in the next year or two I'm excited <laughs> and now it's like I'm excited to see I'm excited to see it all I'm just excited to see where we end up this path that we're on I'm excited for all the little twists and turns and I'm sure there's gonna be many bumps along the way but um, this journey is really special and it's really something beautiful. So sorry, I'm rambling a lot today. <laughs> um, but I hope I hope you, if you needed to hear that, I hope it's helpful to you. And definitely check out that video. You will absolutely love it. It did actually remind me a lot of, if you've read the book, 
uh, The Reason I Jump, which I actually read that years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. So I want to reread it again. And I know that it's actually a film coming out. I think it was at Sundance this year. So that's really exciting. Yeah, they have like a, a some kind of documentary to go along with that. So definitely check that out though. Jordan's Rocky Journey. You will not be sorry. And tell me when you watch it because I'm I'm just like so excited about this. Um, but that is all for today. I have some amazing interviews coming up. I have been recording like crazy. Some awesome people coming on the pod and some really exciting ones coming up just in the next couple weeks too for, for me to record. So can't wait to put out some more awesome episodes. And that's all for now. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can, wait, did I say that right? You can email me <laughs> at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Sorry guys, I, I'm my brain is not always here. Um, but thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you for all your support. Again, if you like the show, please, if you leave a, a, a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that is so helpful. If you want to share the show, tell a friend about it, send a screenshot, post a screenshot that I, I love all of it. I appreciate it so much. Uh, you guys are the best. So that is all for now. And until next time, take care. Music.